Welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me here today. My name is Denise Alvarez, just in case we are new friends, and I will quickly introduce myself and then we will jump into today's podcast topic, which I can't wait to share with you. So as I said, my name is Denise, and through my business, Storm Lily Marketing, I get to help dream-chasing horse business owners to see clearly through the marketing overwhelm and to create a cohesive plan for your social media, website, and email marketing that will help you to turn your online audience into your customers. I do those things through Take the Reins, my one-on-one coaching program, as well as website design and website copywriting, and Social Stride, my monthly coaching program. I do all of those things as well as this podcast here because I love to help horse business owners like you to be out in the barn, out in the arena, out behind the camera, doing what you love to do. So that's why on this podcast, you will definitely get a mix of step-by-step strategies, basic how-tos, entrepreneurial mindset shifts that are going to help you not only see what's possible for your horse business, but to guide you through that process so you can make it happen. So today, that's why I want to share with you a little bit of behind the scenes of my own story. It honestly is something I've not really shared before because if you know me well, I tend to be the one asking the questions. I love to hear about you all and your businesses. I don't necessarily love to talk about myself, but I recently did a live stream training on Facebook and Instagram sharing the three essentials for your marketing tack room. And I did that through sharing my story because there are definitely some lessons I've learned along the way that I wanted to share with you all. So in this replay, in this episode, you will hear the never before told inside scoop on the history of Storm Lily marketing, how I went from idea to side hustle to my main gig, and even how I came up with the name Storm Lily, which I've been asked before. And you know that I love to equip you all. So even though I'm sharing my story, I have packed this episode and this training with plenty of marketing nuggets and practical takeaways that you will be able to walk away with as you listen. So yes, you'll hear how Storm Lily Marketing became my main gig, but you'll also hear setbacks and challenges I've experienced along the way which hint or by the way, as you probably know, entrepreneurship is going to be filled with setbacks and challenges always, right? We're always learning. That's part of the process. So I want to share with you some of the things that I've learned and lessons that you can take with you to your business, which I have titled the three essentials for your marketing tack room. All right. So get out your pen and paper. I think you're going to want to take notes. And of course, I've got the highlights of this training over at stormlily.com slash 109 for episode number 109. All right. Okay. So without further ado, here are the three essentials for your marketing tack room packaged as my never before told inside story on the history of Stormlily marketing. Here you go. I want to share a bit with you about my story and what led me to create Storm Lily Marketing and how we even got there. Um, P.S. It didn't used to be Storm Lily Marketing, and I'll tell you that story and how I landed on that name. 
I'm going to share with you some of the challenges that I've personally experienced along the way. And the reason is, I think that you'll identify with them. I want to share them because I guarantee that you have had these same challenges or you're in the process of them now. And then, by the way, challenges don't stop. So I picked a couple from my journey, but of course, we are all on this journey of entrepreneurship and the challenges will continue and we will continue to be learning, which is what I want to share with you at the end. Three lessons that I have learned that I want you to be able to take with you. And those will be your three essentials for your marketing tech room. All right. So, of course, I'm always here for your questions, and I would love to hear them. As I said on Instagram, if I miss them in the scroll, then I am recording it so that I can go back and grab them, and I will answer them. I'll send you a private message if I have to, okay? On Facebook, if I don't see it, I will jump into the comments afterwards, all right? So please leave any questions that you have in the comments. I definitely love to hear from you and connect with you guys, all right? All right, so let's get started, all right? So number one. How did we land here with Storm Lily Marketing? As I said, it was not actually Storm Lily Marketing to begin with. It was Storm Lily Solutions, which we'll talk about. I know it's very vague, right? What do you do if you're Storm Lily Solutions? Um, if, if we're email friends, you know that I talked about this a bit this morning, that as an entrepreneur, we're all on a journey, Right. And so I've actually never shared my full story. I've maybe given you bits and pieces along the way, really anywhere on the podcast or any other time. Part of that is because if we're friends, then you know that I am more prone to ask you a thousand questions about what you do than I am prone to talk about me and what I do and how I got here. But I also believe in the power of connection and the power of hearing someone's story and being encouraged in your own. So that's my goal for you today as I share with you a bit about my story and the challenges and lessons learned. My goal is for you to walk away encouraged and inspired for your own course business. All right. So if you go back a bit, 20 years, to be honest, which is a little crazy, my high school friends would tell you that my dream was to be a CEO. Like if you asked me what I wanted to do, then I said, I'm going to be a CEO. And I promise you, it's not just because I wanted to be in charge. There were just different aspects of it that really drew me in. Um, things that I didn't know were actually things that I love now about being an entrepreneur and having my own business. And only God knew back then that that meant I would be a CEO someday, but it would actually be of my own company. And it would not look the way that I thought it would. It would not be any sort of corporate ladder that I would get here. It would not, not be a management program. And so when I went to college, I minored in marketing. That's how I, I got my start in marketing because I knew that you don't just get out of college and go straight to the management role, right? You don't go straight to the CEO position. So I knew I had to have a track to get there. And so I minored in marketing, majored in management to get that business degree. And the first 10 years of my career, I spent in marketing, specifically actually in nonprofit marketing. And then a door opened to a trade association, believe it or not, for chocolate and candy makers. Yes, it was literally as sweet as it sounds. I mean, it was the, it was, I wouldn't call them all the mom and pop shops, but it was your local candy makers, right? All across the United States, some internationally, and they were amazing. As you can imagine, if you make chocolate and candy for a living, you're going to be kind of a happy person. And they're just great. They're just great people. They love to share their knowledge. It was a great place to be. And we visited 
local candy shops. Every time we went to a conference or an event, it was wonderful, right? Now, honestly, my coworkers and I, we would pack a bag just to bring all the chocolate and candy home. Um, so yes, I still have a sweet tooth and and I loved it. Honestly, horse people are wonderful, um, but so are candy people. And I loved what I was doing. And uh, the only reason that I left that job is because after we started our family and I had my first kiddo, um, over time, I just realized that the season of life I was in right then didn't align well with the travel and the schedule that I had with my job there. And so I started looking for remote opportunities. Now, to be honest, I loved the trade association world. Now, many of you are familiar with associations because we have a lot of breed associations in the horse world, right? And so I really was looking at trade associations, meaning associations that are uh, connected to potential or jobs or specific industries, right? So I wasn't thinking breed associations, but it's the same idea. And so I really thought that I would stay involved in that. But again, God always has a master plan, right? So I ended up leaving the candy world, believe it or not, to become executive director at womensministry.net. It is a membership site and an online resource devoted to equipping women who lead a ministry, which I know may at first sound like um, out of left field, but the reality is my online marketing, my marketing experience, my membership experience at the Trade Association had really prepared me for this position. So while I didn't have this in-depth background in leading a ministry, I did know how to serve folks well. I did know how to do communication to members and those types of things. And what I would learn more of is the website and the copywriting and things like that. So it was a really a beautiful transition and it allowed me to uh, be with my son when he was really little. And so I'm so, so beyond grateful for that opportunity. Now, womensministry.net was actually owned and founded by Jennifer Rothschild. And if you don't know her, I highly encourage you to look her up. She's a wonderful woman. She's a Bible teacher and an author, and she is just so genuine. And they live right here in our town, she and her husband. And so I was working directly with them. And over time, they invited me to transition to what we called the Jennifer side of the ministry. So helping to... Um, promote and organize her book launches and Bible study launches and oversee her social media and content marketing and those types of things. And so that is, again, a great stepping stone to what I'm doing now, right? I'm sure you can see the thread. And what I love about this is I know that as you're listening in your own stories that you can hear this in your life as well. Like I would love to be able to sit with you over coffee and hear your story because I know that there is a beautiful thread that has woven things together to where you are now in your equine business. And so that's why I'm sharing these things with you because I want you to be able to see that in your own life and your own business as well. And so my time with Jennifer and her husband, Phil, who is very involved there in the ministry, was wonderful. And again, similar to the Candy Association, I really, I loved what I was doing. I was not unhappy 
That is not why I started to look otherwise. That's not why I started my own business. But that is when I started my business. And honestly, I when I, I talked to Phil and Jennifer about starting my business, I gave them so much credit. I said, you've opened my eyes to what's possible in the world of entrepreneurship. And uh, I started to really see opportunities that I could use the skills that I had learned over time and um, really hone my craft in order to use that to serve others and to start my own business. And so we were expanding our family at the time. I was having my little girl and I did not leave Phil and Jennifer's actually. I stayed there for a long time and I started Storm Lily Marketing on the side. So that's how it was my side hustle. As many of you have seen and done yourselves, probably it was a nights and weekends gig, right? And I was pregnant at the time. So my mom, so you can understand that. Um, but it, it, I was thrilled to do it because I enjoyed it and I was thrilled to do it because it was exciting and I was getting to start my own business. Like how cool is that? Right? We all know that that's such an exciting thing. And so here's the thing. This is where the idea of Storm Lily Solutions came in, right? So I didn't have a business name. I didn't have a website. didn't have cards. didn't have anybody to really tell what I was doing because I wasn't 100% sure. I just knew I'm going to start a business and I think I'll just start with what I know, right? Marketing, websites, copywriting. And so I started Storm Lily Solutions, not Storm Lily Marketing. Now, I didn't know if I really wanted to do marketing, if we're being super honest, But I also knew that that was a skill I had at the moment. But like many of you probably, I had a bit of imposter syndrome about that. And so at first, I used the word solutions and not marketing because I was afraid to commit. I picked a vague word like solutions on purpose because I didn't really know yet. And so I thought if I don't put marketing in the name, then I'm I'm not really in that hole. And I can just kind of move forward and then kind of figure it out as we go. Now, some of you have asked before and may have wondered, where did Storm Lily come from? So there are two main reasons that I selected Storm Lily for the name of my business. Number one, I knew that I wanted something that could be an umbrella of brands and wouldn't lock me into doing just the one thing. Not out of fear, but just out of future thinking, right? You've heard me talk before in your own business, right? To think 5, 10, 15 years down. And so I was, and I didn't know 100% what that would look like, but I wanted it to be open to opportunities. Now, the example that I give, to be honest, is not because I am this big Chip and Joanna Gaines fan, if you all know who they are, uh, but I noticed something they did brilliantly was they had Magnolia was the name of all their businesses, right? So there's Magnolia Market, Magnolia Homes, right? They had all these different things. Now Magnolia Network. Um, And so I loved that. I thought it was brilliant because then you're not locked into one thing and it's a beautiful umbrella brand. Secondly, I knew from the get-go that Storm Lily Ranch, while it did not have a name, a ranch for at-risk youth was at the heart of hearts for this business. Like that was the other reason that I started the business because I knew that I wanted to have a ranch for at-risk youth. Um, and so I was like, I don't know what that's going to look like, but I really do believe that this business can help it to come into existence. And so I wanted that to be connected, right? So I wanted it to work for both. Now, in doing my research, I came across a flower Some of you may know this if you're flower people. I came across a flower that is actually called a storm lily. It's two words, 
And it was unique enough that I couldn't find other businesses using it when I went to searching online, which I'm sure you all did when you came up with your business name. And therefore, the domains were widely available. So I was able to easily get stormlily.com, stormlilysolutions.com, stormlilyranch.com, stormlilymarketing.com, just in case, right? So therefore, I landed on Stormlily. Now, the other super cool thing about this flower that I found is that it's known as a rain lily because it's known for blooming only after heavy rains or storms. And I thought that was the most beautiful imagery for the future ranch. And it really cemented it for me. I was like, that's the one. Because God can bring something beautiful after the storms in our life. And I knew in my heart that he's going to do that through Storm Lily Ranch when the time comes. That people who have come there thinking that nothing beautiful can come, that Storm Lily Ranch, just in the name, it just cements that, yes, God can bring beauty from broken, beauty from ashes, beauty from the rain and the storms in your life. And I loved Loved that. All right. So we got Storm Lily and then eventually, okay, so we got Storm Lily Solutions, right? But how did we go from that, right? This idea of I'm going to start a business, but I don't know for sure what I'm going to do to where I'm now with you specifically serving equine entrepreneurs. Now, remember, it's a journey. I'm not here to take up your entire morning telling you the full journey. So what I want to do is instead jump into setbacks and challenges. And through that, I'll kind of tell you how we landed to where we are here. Because getting from Storm Lily Solutions to Storm Lily Marketing definitely had a few challenges involved. And I really, again, I want to share them because I believe they're going to help you in your business too. Okay. So I want to talk about two specifically. Now, one of the challenges along the way was the business name. As I shared, Storm Lily Solutions was very vague, and so I didn't really know who I was for, so I wrote copy for a uh, sleep consultant, a baby sleep consultant. She found me in a Facebook group. I wrote copy for um, a counselor who was trying to build an online program. I would do a website for an HVAC company. I really didn't know, right? I was like, yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll do this. Whoever you are, yes, I'll do it, right? And definitely, when you're starting out, you have to tread the waters and figure out what sticks for you, right? So I realized, okay, we're going to do marketing, so I'm going to put marketing in the name. So then it became Storm Lily Marketing Solutions, right? I don't know why I thought I had to keep the word solutions in there, but I did. I just threw marketing in the middle to try to clear it up a little bit, right? And now even at that point, though, I was not for horse businesses. I was just saying, okay, I'll do marketing. So I wasn't still very clear on who I was for and who I was really helping, right? It was just small business owners. Well, as many of you know, there are millions of small businesses in the United States, and I am one person. So how are those millions of people going to know if I'm for them? And so... I actually took an online course. I am really big in education and learning from other people. And so I went through an online program. It was a course with a, you know, a cohort type learning, right? And we were in groups together. And in that process, I really just began to evaluate, okay, if I really do want this business to grow, then I need to sit down and figure out who I'm here to serve. What do I want it to look like? And what's possible, right? I talked to you guys about that because I had to do that for myself as well, figuring out what is possible. And so 
um, through that process, I didn't talk any of my story to you about horses, right? I'm a horse business owner. I talked to you about being a horse girl. My career was not involved with horses. And so if you asked me when I started the business, Denise, what would you really want to do? Uh, it would have been work with horses. Like, honestly, I didn't necessarily want to do marketing, but in my season of life and with my experience and skills, that's what I settled on. But notice the word settled. I felt like I was settling a bit. And so in that process, I began to understand and realize that I wasn't thinking outside the box enough. I could still be involved in the horse world and marry that with the skills that I have in marketing. And so in that process, I started doing my research and realizing I can do this. I can do marketing for horse businesses and marry those two things together. And so then I would know who I'm for. I would get to be involved in the industry with the animals that I love and get to serve people that are getting to do many of the things um, that I love to learn from. And I've met so many amazing people in that way. And so therefore, I actually found something amazing. HowToMarketYourHorseBusiness.com was for sale. And so many of you know, I have the podcast now, How to Market Your Horse Business. And starting that podcast and buying that domain was all a part of this process. Because when I began to really get clear on who I was for, then I was able to get clear on my business name, took off the solutions, and it's Storm Lily Marketing, had my logo done professionally so that it would have a horse in there and that it would really represent me as a brand and represent who I serve. And we were golden. And I won't tell you like it's been smooth sailing since then and everything's been easy because of course that's not true. But what I will tell you is that it has been easy for me to find my right people and build those connections because I took the time to understand who those right people are, and then it was easier to find them online, and it was easier to create a website and create content on social that speaks directly to you, right? You question entrepreneurs, you all that are joining me here today. Okay, so number one, the challenge was name and audience confusion. All right. And so I've talked to you about how we worked through that. Number two, the second challenge along the way to getting from Storm Lily Solutions to what we are now, Storm Lily Marketing, was my offers. So I had too many. And you may, again, relate to this. But in the beginning, I was doing all the things, right? I have all these skills and I'm not 100% sure what I want to hone in on, what I'm best at, what I enjoy. And so I, and honestly, let's just call it a spade a spade. I was a little afraid to say no to things right in the beginning. And I'm sure you've been there. You feel like you need to say yes to all the things. So I did, right? I told you I was doing copywriting for a sleep consultant. I did a website for an HVAC company. I did, um, email marketing for, um, that counselor that I mentioned to you as well. I wrote her email series. Um, I was just, Oh, sure. You need somebody to write your social media. I don't really love to do that, but yeah, I'll do it because I need to, right? You need, now I will tell you, I did not look to manage social media from the get go. That was something I was very clear on. I knew, uh, there are lots of people in the equine industry that are doing that wonderfully. And I'm so grateful. I can refer people to them. I knew that was not something I wanted to step into, uh, website design, website, copywriting, uh, launch programs, right? Tell me all the things that you need marketing and I'll say yes, because I just need to get my hands dirty. 
And to be honest, that's I know that that's not a bad thing. And so when I am coaching people, I do not shame them when they're in the same spot. Because you have to take the time to try things to see what sticks. What do you really enjoy? What kinds of people do you enjoy working with? Um, what kind of time are these jobs going to take you? And how does that work in your season of life? And what capacity you have available? Those are all important steps. So are they challenges? Yes, absolutely. It can be challenging. But it's an important part of your entrepreneurial journey. All right? So it is okay. Now, in that process, though, I can tell you, I have learned I don't need all of those offers. For one, I'm not, look, I'm not looking to build a marketing agency in this season of life. I'm not going to say I know what's ahead 100% and what it might look like in the future. And if I would eventually add on some of those offers and bring on a team. But in this season of life, I'm not. And so I had to decide, look, I know my long-term goal is Storm Lily Ranch and building a business that will help to fund that. And so I also know as far as a family, what my commitments are, what my time is and what I value in my marriage and my kiddos, right? And so in order to serve my clients with a premium experience that I want to provide them, I've had to choose what am I going to really hone in on? What's the craft that I want to learn more about, learn from others, focus in on, uh, clarify my messaging? What am I good at? What are my clients saying that they really enjoy and appreciate? And what I learned in that process as I stepped back to listen and listen to feedback from clients, it actually was the coaching process. It was not even formal one-to-one coaching every time. I would have coaching calls with my website clients. I would have coaching calls with my launch and copywriting clients. I always wanted to make sure that we were on the same page, that I could encourage them, that I could help answer their questions. And so every call that I had with a client would end with Q&A time and they'd be able to ask questions and I could answer them and coach them along. And when I would get feedback, I would often hear that that was what they really appreciated and that set my services a bit apart. And so in doing that, I realized I could create an offer that allows me to do even more of that and give even more time and attention to those clients in the coaching format and then to use the tools and templates that I've created over time to build that in to the coaching experience. And so if you go to my website now, you're not going to see email marketing as a service, even though it used to be on there. You're not going to see launch strategy as a service, even though it used to be on there. You're not going to see um, copywriting on its own as a service. You're going to see websites that involve copywriting and design. I also realized I will only do website projects if I'm the copywriter because I care too much about your copy and I end up rewriting all of it anyways. And so copywriting and design for websites, and then you're going to see coaching one-on-one and group. That's the only offers you're going to find on my website. Now, if we are existing friends and you're an existing client and you're saying, but Denise, you've done this for me. We have talked about what's possible, and I certainly have talked about serving existing clients in the way that I previously have. But as far as new clients and offers that are on the table, that's what's out there. And so that challenge did become an opportunity, and it can be the same for you, right? So if you're in the same boat, you're saying, Denise, I feel spread thin. I have way too many offers out there. I'm doing too many things for too many different people. I'm not getting to provide the experience for my customers and clients that I want. 
then I would encourage you to step back and do a similar thing. Listen to the feedback, see what people are really enjoying from you and what you are enjoying. Because I'm sure you see a trend in both of these challenges that I've shared with you. A lack of clarity. And it's honestly the biggest pitfall that I see for my clients as well. Website, copywriting, launching programs, social media. When you do not have clarity on your offer, when you do not have clarity on who you serve, then your content is just going to create confusion and it will not be effective. If you're not clear on the promise that you're delivering on and who you're promising to help, the problem that they have that they want you to solve, it's not going to help you. But that's getting ahead of ourselves. We're talking about lessons, right? So let's go ahead and get there. Let's talk about some of the lessons I've learned along the way and how you can apply these in your horse business. All right. So I've titled these the three essentials for your marketing tack room so you can saddle up and go. I'll share a bit more about why I'm saying so you can saddle up and go. Um, But here's the thing. As an equine entrepreneur, there are certain things that you need to have in place to market your business well for the long haul, okay? I am absolutely all about helping you to build a sustainable equine business. And so that means these are not just quick shot in the arm to get you going. This is really for your long-term strategy, okay? So number one, your first essential is your audience. I want you to know who you are serving. And again, can I tell you, I'm saying this with grace. Yes, you need to know this. And yes, you're going to refine it as you go. And that is okay. All right. But you do have to put a stake in the ground. You need to make a decision moving forward. What are the types of people that you work with best? Who are the types of people that are getting success from what you do, from your offers? And why are they getting that success? Really dive into that. What's their mindset? Um, Knowing who you're serving is not just demographics. Now, is that a part of it? Can it be an important part of knowing where to find people? Absolutely. But that is not all that it means, okay? Now, the other part of audience as your tack room essential and your marketing toolkit is that you need an audience, right? you're just selling and you don't know who you're talking to and you don't have anyone to talk to, then it's not going to sell. So that might be for you social media. It might be Instagram. It might be Facebook. It might be Pinterest that you're using. It might be TikTok. But the idea is you need to have an audience. And it also may be your email list or it may be both. Ideally, eventually it's going to be both, right? And if we're new friends, you don't know this yet, but I'm a big fan of email marketing because you don't own your social media profiles, okay? That's just a little heads up there. So you need to have an audience long-term for your business. And honestly, I believe this, no matter your size, no matter your niche that you're serving in the equestrian world, because when you have an offer to sell, when you have an email list of people who trust you, who know you and like you, and they see what you have to offer, and they know that you're gonna meet their needs, then you have a list of people that are ready to buy, okay? And you're going to get into their inbox. So I'm a big fan of that. So number one, your audience. Number two, the next essential that you need in your marketing tack room is a website. Now, here's the deal. I know that some people think, well, two, there's two main objections I hear. Number one, Denise, I'm on social media. People can find me. I don't need a website. Okay, here's the reality. Let me back up to what I said a minute ago. You do not own your social media profiles, okay? 
Remember the good old Facebook shutdown and how everybody was freaking out. You lost access to everyone in that moment. And hopefully you realize that you don't own that access. Secondly, how many times have you seen your friends and family get locked out of their social media accounts and have to start over from scratch or get hacked or get deleted or whatever the case may be and have to start over? You do not own your social media. You need a website. Secondly, your website is a place for you to send people where you control the experience. You get to create something that they land there and they get a uh, an, an uh, instant, that's the word, they get an instant feel for the experience that you provide to your customers. You get to create that, get it designed so that it feels like you. So that as they're reading the copy on your website, they are hearing your voice. They know you're talking directly to them and they can take action and you are guiding them on a journey. Your website is truly a non-negotiable. And I know, yes, you can build a business without a website. I know that. But I'm talking long-term, remember? We're talking long-term strategy. And for your long-term strategy, you are going to need a website. You need people, when I, when they have a referral, how are they gonna tell someone to find you? They're gonna send them to your website, right? Yes, they can send them to you on social as well, or send, but then you wanna push them to your website. You want to control that journey, okay? So we will talk more on another live training about this in depth, but just know that I definitely believe your website is an essential piece to your marketing tech room. All right, third, the third essential is support. That one may surprise you, I know, but I don't want you to go this alone. And here's why. I told you this is lessons learned, right? Okay, so the lesson learned for me is the idea of support, especially for entrepreneurs, is another non-negotiable because you're going to get inside of your own head, right? And the mindset piece is so important. But not only that, you don't know everything there is to know about running a successful equine business. But there are other people out there who have gone before you. There are other people out there who specialize in things, who have dedicated their hours of time to learning what you don't want or have time to give, and you can learn from them. I told you when I was trying to figure out my audience, I did go through an online course with somebody that I trusted in a group of people that I didn't even know, but I became to know and we learned together and I was able to really hone in on marketing for horse businesses. Now, last year, I was able to, not able, I was, I was blessed to, but it was a choice. I made the choice to work with a business coach because I knew that I wanted to really uh, frame my business in a way that suits our family and suits my life long-term, that I wanted to really streamline my offers, but I wasn't sure how to do that. And so all those things that I shared with you about learning more about doing more coaching and how to set my website and my messaging up so that I am really clear on that, I was able to do that because I worked with a business coach. I'm sure that you understand this and I can tell you, I, I know you do, right? So often when we are in it all the time, we don't step back to work on our businesses. And so that's what working with a business coach, that's what getting that support can do because it allows you to step back and work on your business and get another objective. And the reason I said, I know you can understand this, I go to writing lessons every Wednesday. And my instructor, my coach, she's amazing. 
but what I'm telling you is she's in the business working so often that she does, she forgets. She doesn't even get to step back and ride. So I'm not even talking about working on the business. She doesn't get to step back sometimes and ride and do what she enjoys doing because she's so busy working in the business. And I know that we are all guilty of that. And so if we don't have that outside support, somebody reminding us of the things that are important, pulling us back to our why in business, then we just kind of keep our heads down, right? We keep going. We forget to be strategic. We forget to uh, get outside opinions. We forget to get that objective help. There's so, so much value in that. It doesn't just have to be a coach. I also have uh, what I don't, I, we don't call each other this, but this is the best word for it, business bestie. I have somebody that we voice memo every day about our businesses and we support one another. It, it's not a paid program. We are very good friends. We're both equine entrepreneurs. We both understand what we're going through and we're supporting one another. So my lesson learned for you, that last piece to your essential marketing tack room is to have support. Do not go it alone, right? You don't need to be just copying what everybody else is doing in their marketing. You don't need to be piecemealing everything from all the places and trying to do it all by yourself. Get some outside support. I promise you, you will not regret it. Because here's the thing. You do not go get on a horse and go show before you groom that horse, right? Or even before you put a saddle on and get them all set up before you walk out. And it's the same with your marketing. And I told you I would tell you about Saddle Up and Go and why that's part of our title today for today's session. And that's because inside of my Take the Reins coaching program, I teach you my Saddle Up and Go framework. And I called it that because it's the same thing. You cannot skip steps in your marketing framework and expect long-term sustainable results. If you start creating content, if you start creating offers, but you don't even know who you're selling to, you are skipping steps that are so vital to the success of your business. So Take the Reins is my personalized one-on-one coaching program for equestrian entrepreneurs who want to create a cohesive social media, website, and email marketing strategy in three months. So if you are an equestrian entrepreneur, who has a vision for your business, you know where you want to go, you need a leg up to get your marketing in line with those goals, then Take the Reins was created specifically to help you get there. And applications are currently open. So I would love to invite you to head to stormlily.com slash reins, R-E-I-N-S. And you can head over there to apply for the program today. Limited spots are available for my coaching programs every quarter, and that's because of the customized approach. We truly are on the call together, and I am helping you through this process. It's not a recorded course that you are going through. It's you and I going through the process of creating your customized marketing plan together. If you have questions about that, please feel free to leave them in the comments. Please feel free to send me an email. Head there to stormlily.com slash reigns and you can see additional information. And of course, if you have questions about what I shared with you today, about the marketing lessons that I've learned along the way that I think will help you in your equine business, then please also feel free to leave those in the comments. Like I said, if you leave them on Instagram and I do not see it, 
right this moment, then I will make sure to grab that screen recording and I will find you in your DMs on Facebook. If you're watching the replay, leave them in the comments as well and I will get back with you. Uh, as you know, I am definitely here to help you and support you and encourage and empower you in your equine business. I want to help you build the business that is in your dreams, which is so personal, right? It is not the same for everybody. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed that replay, that inside look at my business, but especially what you can take and learn for your own business, how you can make sure that you are clear in your marketing and your messaging. Now, you heard me mention Take the Reins, and as of the time of this particular episode publishing, Take the Reins is still open for applications. I am taking applications on a quarterly basis in order to help me to really hone in and focus and create that customized, personalized approach that I want to give you. So if that is something that interests you, I definitely invite you to go to stormlily.com slash reigns and learn more about what's included there, who it's for, who it's not for, because that's just as important. And then if it is for you, I invite you to apply. Now, if it happens to be that you're listening to this episode, and you go there and you do not see the apply button, you will see a button instead to jump onto the wait list, to be on the first to know list, okay? So once I close enrollment, I will still have stormlily.com slash reigns open and available for you to go and learn more. And then if you are interested, jump on that first to know list, all right? So again, that's stormlily.com slash reigns. And I would love to hear from you guys. You heard me mention in that replay to jump into the comments. So please know that if we are not friends yet on Facebook, then I would love to have you join me there, Storm Lily Marketing or How to Market Your Horse Business. I have that Facebook page as well. And then I also have joined the YouTube ranks this year. So if we are not connected on YouTube and you're not subscribed yet, I invite you to go there. I will be putting new videos out weekly as well as replays of my live trainings so that you can find those there as well. And of course, for all of the links I mentioned here on the podcast and for a highlight of the lessons learned and the takeaways that I shared with you today, you can head over to stormlily.com slash 109 and I have all of that in one place for you there. All right. Okay, friends, thanks so much for joining me here today. I hope you have an amazing day. Bye.